It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience. And without robbing you of the joy, of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. From the G Family Performance Center in Edmond, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Thunder Podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, the Mad Hatter, Eric G. Thanking you so much for making us a part of your day. And coming up on this episode of the Locked On Thunder Podcast, we'll be talking about the Bulls and the Thunder tonight. The Bulls coming off a big win against San Antonio on the road where they trailed by 21, they had Jabari Parker on the bench, and they still got the victory. So for Oklahoma City, does that get their attention any more than what the Bulls were getting their attention when they played a few nights ago in Chi-Town? Well, we'll discuss that. Also coming up in segment number one of the Locked on Thunder podcast, it's a weird schedule for the Thunder the rest of December. There aren't any long homestands. But there aren't any long road trips. There's just it's it's very spotty. And then it flips in January. So how does that affect Oklahoma City and really any NBA team when you're going through that kind of schedule? And there's no more flying under the radar. Yesterday I did a um, episode of Locked On NBA with uh, Josh Lloyd, or at least I was a guest on Locked On NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 
And one of the things I think Thunder fans were enjoying about this team is that they were kind of the best kept secret in the NBA. Well, that's that's starting to leak out. People are starting to pay a lot more attention to the Oklahoma City Thunder. So does that affect this team? I'll tell you why it doesn't. And it's a discussion that we have had here on LOT for quite some time. In segment number two, Russell Westbrook is still shooting technical fouls despite not having a good free throw percentage um, free throw shooting percentage all year long, but the Thunder as a whole pretty much suck at that. They're second to last in the NBA. How much is that going to bite them in the butt come playoff time? We'll discuss that here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Plus, um, what are some things that uh, you can just live with as a fan? Some things that just will not be fixed with this team, but you can get over. And finally, since the Chicago Bulls are in town, There is still that talk of Jabari Parker coming to the Oklahoma City Thunder, although that's been pretty quiet ever since I read that a few days ago. And some of you still think that Steven Adams is not the MVP of the Oklahoma City Thunder. You are beyond convinced that it is Paul George. So I ran a poll to find out just how convinced you are it is Paul George over Steven Adams. I'll give you the results of that poll, and I will make my case One more time for Steven Adams and tell you why I think this guy is undoubtedly the MVP of the Oklahoma City Thunder and why he is not allowed a luxury that a guy like Paul George is. My name is Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, as well as News Radio 1000 KTOK. I'm a credentialed member of the media. I've covered the Thunder now for almost five and a half years. And if you like what you hear, please go to LockedOnThunder.com. All our podcasts are archived there. Plus, we have video and audio from players and coaches. That's LockedOnThunder.com, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Oklahoma City Thunder get another crack at the Chicago Bulls tonight. This will finish up the season series, and you would hope that the Bulls actually have the Thunder's attention because they certainly didn't a few nights ago when these two teams met in Chicago. The Bulls were on a seven-game losing streak. The Thunder had just come off this dramatic win against the Brooklyn Nets, and the Thunder decided to do what they've been doing over the last few games, which is play good in spurts, but not consistently enough throughout 48 minutes, and the Bulls ended up finding a way to win this game, which was an absolute joke. They have won seven games the entire year. You don't lose to a team like that if you're Oklahoma City. And my thought was, after that game as well, the Bulls, they were, and the Bulls after that ended up going on and getting shellacked by the Celtics, losing by 50-plus points. But my thought going, you know, after that game was, okay, well, this was just a team that didn't have Oklahoma City's attention. They thought they could kind of half-ass it coming in. And it's proven that, that you cannot do that in the NBA. Well, even though that loss should wake Oklahoma City up and should put Oklahoma City at least in a mindset that they have to go out and attack the, attack the Bulls from the get-go tonight, I'm not buying that that's what the Oklahoma City Thunder are going to do. I'm not buying that just merely that loss alone is enough to not let the Thunder play down to their competition because we've seen them do that a time or five this season. However, the Bulls winning against the San Antonio Spurs and coming back from 21 points down, that ought to have your attention. That ought to at least let you know that no matter how much disarray this organization has been in, their players really haven't given up. 
Because it would be very easy for the Bulls when you're down by 21 and you've had a players-only meeting and you contacted the Players Association about not doing a Sunday practice, you're not really happy with the way that Jim Boylan is running the organization. That's a team to me that just, it screams that it's ready to quit. That they would love to just end the season right now, get out on a golf course, hit a Puerto Vallarta, whatever they're going to do. But the Bulls did not quit. And they did it against the San Antonio team that should end up making the playoffs in the Western Conference this year. So if you're the Thunder, and yes, you did just come off a nice win against the Los Angeles Clippers, tonight has to be one of those nights where from the moment you step foot in the arena, you are willing to attack this team. Now, the the, the other thing that I ought to signal to you is that just because they're down big and, and the Thunder should have no problem getting the Chicago Bulls down big tonight, unless there is just some anomaly with shooting, scoring, defense. I mean, unless the Thunder just play like garbage, they should be able to get out to a big lead on the Chicago Bulls. But you've got to keep pouring it on. And I don't believe, look, when I look at a team like the Bulls, I don't believe you you have to play a full 48 minutes to beat them. All you got to do is play 46. You can have a two-minute lull at some point in the game, but you play 46 this team will eventually crumble. They have only won seven games. And even though they're coming off a big 21-point comeback win over the San Antonio Spurs, if you get out to a lead on them and just kind of keep enforcing that you're the better team, eventually, mentally, you wear that team down. They start believing that they're the team that they are, not the team that they were for a very short period of time. But you've got to have that mindset that, that you're going to be the enforcer tonight. And for some reason, the Thunder don't always have that mindset, which is really weird because when you have a Paul George, who's a very aggressive player, especially on, on the defensive end this year, you've got a Russell Westbrook, which maintains a breakneck pace every time he goes out on the floor. And you've got a Steven Adams. And you figure those three players... You're feeding off those three players and throw a Jeremy Grant in there, those four, and you're constantly feeding off their energy, then every night you ought to have a killer instinct. And when the Thunder don't come out and when the Thunder come out and don't play up to that killer instinct, it ab- it absolutely frustrates me because I don't see where I don't see where where it went. I don't get it. I mean, it's just it's sort of these inexplicable moments off throughout the game that ultimately come back to bite them in the butt. But tonight, um, yeah, I would, I would, you know, if you want to use the term must win, I don't have an argument with that at all. It is a must win for the Oklahoma City Thunder because you got to get a little bit of your pride back after losing that game earlier this season. The Thunder were probably the best kept secret in the NBA throughout the first quarter of, uh, of the way the, the season had played out. Um, the Nuggets weren't. They had gotten their publicity and they should have their publicity considering that they're first in the Western Conference, and look, the Bucks got theirs because they were a bit of a surprise team, and then the usual suspects had theirs. But now, because you've had Paul George step up and get his name into the MVP race for NBA MVP, and because the Thunder right now are a game and a half out of first and are starting to live up to last year's expectations, people are starting to take notice. Now, in the NBA, everybody knew that the Thunder were going to be good. And that's and that's where you give credit to coaches, scouts, players that in the association itself, 
um, for those that that have to work with it on a, on, you know, day in day out, they knew that you know the minute you get good, the minute somebody realizes that you're a good team, and even during zero and four, everybody thought the Thunder were a good team. You're going to be able to motivate your players to come out and play hard again. So I don't think it really affects the Thunder now that they're being noticed nationally. And Josh Lloyd, who does Locked On NBA, and look, I, I realize we're one of the few networks that do NBA content every single day we do NBA content because we're all very passionate about the association. And I get that Josh knows what's going on with every single team in the NBA and the Thunder are a good team to talk about, but I don't think it's just here in our little group in the Locked On Podcast Network. It's something that's going to keep growing. So as you watch the jump, as you watch NBA TV for a sexy as the Warriors and the Lakers will be to talk about all year long, the Thunder are going to be that team. And with all due respect to Santa Claus, who can deliver presents to good little boys and girls in a very short amount of time on Christmas Eve night, and the Lakers and the Warriors are not the premier matchup on on Christmas Day. You might look and bill that as the premier matchup, and the average fan who doesn't watch every single night might think LeBron versus the Warriors is a premier matchup because of how many times they've met in the finals. Um, that's just not the case. The The number one matchup that day will be the Thunder and the Rockets because the Rockets are going to be a playoff team. It's James Harden versus Russell Westbrook. It's an opportunity to see Paul George. It's an opportunity for Steven Adams to go out and showcase. No, that's, that's a matchup. It's down in Houston and the Rockets will come out fired up for that game. And you've got one of the top three teams in the West versus a team that should be vying for a top three spot in the West. And I'm sorry, but even though they're the, they're in the five spot right now, I'm still, still not buying into the Los Angeles Lakers. Maybe I should, but I'm not. But Santa, I think he got this one wrong. I will take Harden and Russ over LeBron and the Warriors every single night. But then again, I'm biased. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. I want to thank you for joining us today. And coming up next on LOT, we'll talk about Russell Westbrook continuing to shoot technical free throws despite the fact that his free throw percentage is dropping and what might be contributing to Russell Westbrook not being as successful from the charity stripe. That's all coming up next on LOT. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
If you dig Locked on Thunder, you will absolutely love some of our other podcasts, such as Locked on NBA, Locked on Sooners, which I happen to host as well, Locked on Seminoles, Locked on LSU, which is hosted by Matt Moscona. Hey, look, we've got a whole ton of podcasts here on the Locked on Podcast Network. Locked on Ravens for you Baltimore Ravens fans. Um, Baseball-wise, we're pretty much covered, and we've got every single team in the NBA, and there's a real easy way to access this. One, you can go to LockedOnPodcast.com, and you can subscribe there, but you can also just go to your smart speaker and say, Alexa, play Locked On, insert team name here, podcast, and then boom, it's right there. Also, you can do that if you've got one of the Google smart speakers. Hey, Google, play Locked On Thunder, and then it will play the Locked On Thunder podcast for you. But uh, d- just do me a favor, say Locked On, insert team name here, podcast. That way, something freaky doesn't come up. And um, I don't know, maybe you're listening with your kids or your wife, and there's, I don't know, something embarrassing. That may or may not have happened in our household. But you can listen to Locked On Thunder, Locked On, any of the Locked On podcasts, all by just simply going to your smart speaker. There's also Apple, iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, and Alexa. But it's very easy to get. We make it as easy for you to access as we can. We're the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Mentioned um, earlier that I had a chance to be on Locked On NBA with Josh Lloyd. And if you'd like to uh, check that out, just go to Locked On NBA or Lock. Get hey, there it is. Hey Alexa, play Locked On NBA podcast. Pull it up. And we talked about the Thunder. And one thing that well, obviously I'm going to talk about the Thunder. Um, but one thing Josh asked me is why is Russell Westbrook continuing to shoot those technical foul three throws when his percentage has dropped this year? And Rush is a 60% free throw shooter this year. Which is a little bit off. Still, I will take the 60% free throws that Russ is shooting because that's better than the rest of the team, which is 29th in the NBA right now. The reason you still have Russ shooting those technical fouls is, one, you've relied on him quite a bit throughout his career in clutch moments. And the one thing that you have to give Russell Westbrook credit over is that the dude is still a clutch player. And situations like that, Technical free throws, taking that last second shot, those aren't things that ultimately phase him. And if Russ doesn't get it done in that particular night, that particular moment, he's going to go out and work on it and make it better. Sometimes, I will say sometimes, you just need to take a step back and relax, but that's not Russ's MO. That's the guy I want on the line. A guy that's not afraid of those moments. The guy that has what I call the Mariano Rivera mentality. And the reason I say Mariano Rivera is you go back to 1997. He gave a big home run to Sandy Alomar in the American League Division Series. The first year that he closed for the Yankees. Came right out in 98, 99, and 2000. Helped the Yankees win World Series. He had that meltdown in Boston in 04, came right back out the next year. It's just those, those big moments where he melted down and wasn't at his absolute best, never got Mariano Rivera down to the point where he couldn't pitch again. And you go through the annals of Major League Baseball, there's a lot of guys who have had that moment where they've given up that hit or that home run, especially in the postseason. BK Kim, uh, one of them for the Arizona Diamondbacks, and it just crushes them. It just absolutely crushes their soul. They have no get-up. Well, Mariano Rivera doesn't suffer from that. Never did during his career. Russell Westbrook's like Mariano Rivera. Could miss the game-winning shot. Could miss 12 threes in a quarter. Could miss every single free throw 
that he goes out on a particular night and the next night he just keeps coming back. He's not the most talkative guy. He will take the blame upon himself, which is a true sign of a team leader. But as an organization, when you have a guy like that, it's a give and take. It's a 50-50 relationship. Not only do you expect Russell Westbrook to come out every night and not worry about whether or not he's going to hit a shot, not worry about whether or not he's going to get clutch, but you have to continue to show that guy that you have the ultimate faith in him. So taking Russell Westbrook off the line in those moments could actually prove to have a devastating effect even for a guy that has the mental makeup of Russell Westbrook does, which is absolute steel. You still have to put him out there on the line and say, hey, look, you're, you'll get it. It'll, it'll come around. And I don't have any doubt in my mind that Billy Donovan has the utmost belief in Russell Westbrook. Plus, considering how strong a force Russell is inside the organization and how he is all alpha male, I'd like to see Billy Donovan tell Russell Westbrook that he's not going to take those shots. I'd really like to see Billy Donovan say, hey, it's not you. And just see how quickly that goes awry in the, in the Thunder's in the Thunder's locker room. You want to screw up the Thunder locker room, you start telling Russell Westbrook he can't do things. And, and, and give credit to Russell Westbrook. Giving up that shot to Alex Abrinas the other night when he missed it. Giving up shots to Paul George. Realizing that you've got other clutch players on this team, or at least he's going to give other guys opportunities to be clutch, speaks to how far he's come in a very short amount of time as a leader. But you still have to, you still kind of have to put your arm around the, those cats and tell them, you're my guy. You know, you may not have taken that last second shot, but ultimately when it comes to the playoffs, you're the guy that I want in that situation because I trust you more than I trust anyone else. And as far as the Oklahoma City Thunder free throw percentage goes, it has to get better um, or else it's going to cost them in the playoffs. Maybe not an entire series, But what you don't want to see is there come a couple of tight games, especially in that first round, if the Thunder are anywhere from second to third in in the NBA West, you don't want it to come down to a couple of late games, you missing free throws, and then what should be a four-game series get extended to a six-game series. And you get a little bit more beat up, a little bit more tired, from going into that next round and it have an effect on your legs and and your mentality into the next round. And then the same thing happens there where maybe it should be a five-game series. It gets extended to a seven-game series. So you've played a couple of more games than what you should just because you cannot hit there, just because you can't hit at the charity stripe. And as we said the other night against Denver, it was free throws, it was rebounds, um, it was bench play. All three of those things ended up killing Oklahoma City. And I understand the bench is not always going to be good every night. I can live with that. I can understand that some nights there is a team that's going to be more aggressive than you are in the paint. And it can't always be on the shoulders of, of Steven Adams and Jeremy Grant. Nerlens Noel has got to make sure that, that those rebounds are getting. I get it. But at the free throws, there's just no excuse for you not to hit your free throws especially when you're getting paid hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars to perform at this level. That's got to get corrected. Unfortunately, the Thunder do practice them. They practice that. They practice three-point shooting like every other NBA team does. That is just simply you being on the line in the moment, getting it done, getting comfortable in that moment. And for whatever reason, 
The Thunder are comfortable at practice, but they're just not comfortable in the game time situations. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. We will finish things up today, and I will tell you why. I will make my case again that Steven Adams is still the MVP of the Oklahoma City Thunder. You've got it right here on the LOT podcast. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G., your gracious and humble host, a.k.a. the Mad Hatter. And if you like Locked on Thunder or any of the other Locked on podcasts that we have, all you got to do is go to your smart speaker and say, Alexa, play Locked on Thunder podcast. Alexa, play Locked on Sooners podcast. Or, hey, Google, play Locked on Sooners. Or, hey, Google, play Locked on Thunder. And it's right there. Um, It's so easy to do. It's so easy to get. Um, that's the best way to get the Locked On Podcast Network. You can also get it at LockedOnPodcast.com. And then if you're inclined and you don't have your smart speaker, there's Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Alexa, and iTunes. It's all right there. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. All right, so I ran a poll last night. I ran a Twitter poll, and it's getting a lot of votes. Um, just pulled up the latest results now. And 76% of you still believe Paul George is the MVP of the Oklahoma City Thunder. And there's a very easy argument. One, he's carrying the Thunder right now. And he is in the conversation as a possible NBA MVP. So with those two factors, Russell Westbrook, maybe not having the greatest year of his career, despite the fact that the dude is still averaging a triple-double, um, is going to lead you to believe that Paul George is the MVP. It's funny. Um, I think 5%, 3% said other. And I'm thinking that other is probably Russell Westbrook if, if you're voting on him. Only 26% of you say Steven Adams. Steven Adams is still the MVP of this team. And here's where I will die on this hill. Paul George did not start off the year great. And so far from this season, from game one to now, Steven Adams has been the Thunder's most consistent player. And Steven Adams is never going to have the numbers that Paul George's has. Paul George has. And Steven Adams could end up averaging a double-double this year. But George is going to have more points per game because, one, he can shoot three-pointers, and two, the Thunder rely on him. And remember, the Thunder have this really weird tendency to go away from Steven Adams later in the game after using him earlier in the game, although that's becoming less of a habit. Let's just point out that that is becoming less of a habit. So, just by the nature of the two positions, George's numbers are going to look more incredible. And George is easily the more spectacular of the two players. But Adams does the dirty work every single night where he has to go in and get punished by some of the NBA's most physical players. And he takes that punishment. And he's not a flopper. He's a guy that should be going to the free throw line a hell of a lot more, and he's not getting the call from the referees. But he doesn't complain about it. 
Steven Adams, if he complains about it, he's doing so to Billy Donovan. He's doing so to Sam Presti. He's not taking his complaints to the media the way that we've seen a guy like Rudy Gobert can take his uh, taking his complaints to the media. He's also the most unselfish player. He's the guy that will throw it. He will throw himself into harm's way, and that's not to say Paul George won't, because Paul George will. He is a guy that, because of his play, is bringing Jeremy Grant along to play more physical, and you're starting to see Jeremy Grant be more athletic. And Adams, who's never had an off night, can't afford to have an off night for Oklahoma City Thunder. He has to be there rebounding on both ends of the floor, in particular that offensive end. And he has to be the guy that gets down court when Russell Westbrook gets the defensive rebound to be there for the easy two, which in the NBA, you know that in the paint, that's not an easy two, that the easiest shot is still that corner three. It's not underneath the rim because you have really big guys challenging you. This makes him the most valuable player on this team. And he is going to be battered, bloodied, and bruised by the time that the postseason gets around. And I do kind of wonder that when you've played 82 games as physically as he plays every single night, how much that's going to wear on you in the postseason. But the Thunder would not be where they are without him. And I'm not taking anything away from Paul George. I'm just saying when you look at it from the grand scope of things, George is going to get all the accolades because he's spectacular. Adams is more the workman. But this has been the year of Steven Adams. This is definitely his year to claim that MVT title, which is most valuable funder. And until I see anything other than what I see every night from him on the court, I'm going to go with him as the MVP of this team. Finally, Jabari Parker's in town. Could he be changing locker rooms? Probably not. Um, I haven't really seen much more on it than what I read on Saturday. And I start thinking about what might be involved in that Jabari Parker trade. I know if I'm the Bulls. And I always try and look at this from the other team's perspective. Because the way Thunder fans look at it is very simple. We try and, as fans, we try and trade garbage. Straight up, we'll give you Patrick Patterson for Jabari Parker. Okay, we'll do it. And then we see um, Cameron, <laughs> we see Cameron Payne get traded and we see Dougie McBuckets and Taj Gibson come to the Thunder, so we believe that you know Sam Presti can always pull off miracles. If I'm the Bulls, I am not letting the Thunder rook me on this trade. Um, I am asking, I am asking for Jeremy Grant if I'm them. I'm asking for Diallo. I'm asking for, for I'm asking for one of these big time young players that look like they can be contributors. But I really need to get Jeremy Grant in return. And if you're Sam Presti, you can't do that. One Parker just signed. A two-year, $40 million contract. He's just in the first year of it. And what you're trying to do if you're Sam Presti, you want both of those guys on the team. And that may not ultimately not be possible. If I'm the Bulls, even though I'm benching Jabari Parker right now, I'm still driving a very hard bargain to give him up because he's still a good enough player in the NBA to contribute on a playoff winning, possibly championship type winning team. He's still that athletic. And even though mentally he may not be fitting in with the way the Bulls are running their system, well, there's a lot of players not fitting in with the way that the Bulls are running their system. So I am going to be a stick on this, a total stick on this if I'm Chicago. And if I'm Sam Presti, I got to be a stick on it as well. And if you don't get Parker, even though you really still need somebody to come in and spell Jeremy Grant and Patterson's not that guy right now, you're also in desperate need of a shooter. 
a guy coming off the bench to be a little bit more of a 3 and D guy. And speaking of 3 and D, which is what Alex Abrinas is, is technically and is supposed to be, looking at his last five games, man, from an offensive standpoint, there's no reason for this guy to be on the court. It's all defense. And as long as his defense is valued, Billy Donovan's going to give him a shot, and we're just going to have to live with getting good Alex Abrinas once every five games. But I think he only has taken 12 shots in the last five games, and they're just... And it's not a good percentage. It's like 3 of 12, 2 of 12. It's just it's just not good. Um, my wife thinks he's the new Kyle Singler. I still think he's better than Kyle Singler because at least he's getting playing time. But um, frustrating. And the thing I worry about Alex Sabrinas, the longer he continues to have these offensive lulls, I don't know where his trade value comes. And he's a guy that I'm looking to move to Chicago that maybe a change of scenery wakes him up a little bit as well. That wraps up the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. May God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. And peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.